Fans of MSU football prayed to the Lord, asking, God, in your mercy, send us a running back. And God replied, You can call me Kenneth. You're listening to Can't Read, Can't Write. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Can't Read, Can't Write, the podcast that proves Spartans can talk. I'm Mike Jones, joined, as always, by the fly in this pod's Chardonnay, Kevin Greck. Plump, you wrote terrible copy. How are you doing, Kevin? I think it's beautiful. Uh, this this is, is not a Chardonnay pie. This is a fly that that accents the Chardonnay and, yes. and also compliments the drinker and the writer. I also oh. think that cold open is a uh, backdoor 30 Rock reference. I'm, that's going to be my... Uh, interpretation of that. So oh, thank you. All right. Well, so I uh, inadvertently um, plagiarized, apparently. And I'm, uh, we are, of course, joined by the man whose vacations are threatening the integrity of the pod, slash, had the decency last time to just avoid the pod. Alex Plum, Plum, why do you hate us? Because I like vacation more, buddy. Because I like vacation more. I'm here in lovely Puerto Vallarta. Beautiful sunset over the Pacific Ocean here. Really wish you could have been here with me. Really, really my loss. Yeah. Thank you, of course, for listening to the podcast. If we could ask a small favor, please share the pod with Spartans in your life. And, of course, rate and review and subscribe wherever you get podcasts. And you can, of course, follow us on the old Twitter machine, at Spartan underscore pod. And if you want to participate in Twitter questions in the future but you don't have Twitter, you can always email us at can'treadcan'twrite1855 at gmail.com. Plum, tell the people what the structure of this show is going to be. If you are a first-time listener or a returner who has, yeah, welcome, or a returner who's been away for a little bit, welcome Lost again. Lamb, as we call Third it. season starts today, ladies and gents. We start with the green wall, where football always leads. We'll break down last week's game against Northwestern. We'll talk a little bit about some of the players on the team, what we're seeing, what we're liking, what we're not liking, what we're excited about. We'll talk a little bit about basketball, because basketball. Greenwall, come on, got to have it. And then, uh, in this pod at least, we'll talk a little about the AD search because we got some more information. Then we had, uh, uh, then we had off Grand River, uh, where we'll talk a little about sports across the connection throughout the NCAA and opine on a thing or two because you know COVID. Uh, we even have a non sponsor this week that we brought in, uh, which I think the folks who listen will enjoy. We'll preview next week's game against Youngstown State, and then of course we take your Twitter questions. Great breakdown. Impeccable, as always, Alex Plum. So, yes, let's head behind the green wall and start with football, of course, and the game that was. Uh, we went to Ryan Field and beat Northwestern in um, uh, a dominant not fashion. Yeah, not, not, not uh, much that. better than overtime. Much, yeah. much better. It's so a... Tell. 38 to 21 victory for for your MSU Spartans um, with a 9:15 Eastern Time kick. Uh, a, a game that we're going to break down a bit, but I, I do. <laughs> let's be honest; it would be a bit foolish if we didn't start with Kenneth Walker, uh, who from the first play from scrimmage took it to the house. Um, so, Greg, I'll turn to you first. Um, talk to me a bit about uh your perception from the game but particularly i mean it's it's been a long time it seems like forever since michigan state had a rushing attack yeah and we did 
Yeah. Uh, I, I think the, the big thing out of this game is this is a fun team to watch, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. there, there's some moxie to this crew. It's got mm-hmm. an edge to it. Um, but it's not like bad boy edge, you know, it, it's not like, you know, we're going to hurt the other guy. It's like, this is a fun team. They move around. They're fast. They do dynamic things. Are they going to go undefeated this year? Probably not. Yes, they will. But, of course they will. It's not yes, even just Of course. Pardon me. Pardon me. <laughs> I just didn't want to jinx it. That's why no, I said that's it. fair. Not unfair. Uh, but am I going to enjoy every watching every game this year? Hopefully. Uh, I think we're trending in that direction. So yeah. uh, the story, though, of this game is number nine. Kenneth Walker. Number nine. Game ball. Game ball just, winning number nine. Can we insert number nine by the Beatles right here? Maybe. Oh, I, I don't know. Do, do we have the do we Better have the cash for that? Can we pay Better for the royalties? <laughs> if people would only start subscribing to my OnlyFans, we would have plenty of cash for it. I but, throw every last dollar I have at your OnlyFans. Which is not nearly enough. For, for <laughs> well, it's because you're his only fan. Yeah. All right. Anyway, yes. Number nine is indeed the story of the game. Oh, yeah. Uh, Plum, tell us, uh, read the accolades for Mr. Uh, Kenneth Walker. The guy, I mean, uh, so first guy since Jeremy Langford, right? To 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 uh, rush for three touchdowns. What was this? In in. I mean, four oh my God, and then he does, and then, and then he hits four. Uh, first run rush for more than 200 yards since Le'Veon Bell. Yeah. Most rushing yards in an, open since, uh, in an opener since 1945. Most rushing yards uh, last week of, of all uh, running backs after contact, 206 rushing yards after he broke a tackle. The yeah. kid is unbelievable. I liken him to Barry Sanders myself. I think he is, <laughs> What's he was, he's humble. He's uh, my height, which is to say average and, uh, and, and, uh, fantastic. No, you're above average. You're above average. Maybe. I don't Finally. know. All I'm so saying I'm is the kid was unbelievable and I really enjoyed watching him. There are two things about his performance that jump out to me. One, uh, first back with four touchdowns in a game since Edwin Baker, correct? I think I... Oh, I didn't see the Edwin Edwin Baker stat, but yeah, that sounds right. I heard I I heard that I think during the broadcast. I haven't verified it, but this is the first back that MSU has had that I can remember pulling away with speed. Yeah. Uh, yes, since Javon way. Ringer. Uh, no, Edwin Baker could pull away. Edwin mm-hmm. Baker had that that next clip to him, but a lot of MSU's backs are power backs. Uh, I think that's kind of the profile that Mark D'Antonio was going for. This is the first guy in a long time that's pulling away from from uh defensive secondary uh players the other thing that really stuck out to me was the 206 yards after contact yeah i mean that's (laughs) there are going to be challenges at times you want to talk about power backs yeah uh there was a lot of rotation on the offensive line this game guys saw a lot of different looks we were talking about how that might actually be an issue with this team uh, but guys were kept fresh. Guys were playing different positions. It seemed to work out. And Mr. Walker made hay uh, after initial contact, which yep. may be important uh, for this team moving forward. You got to give um, you got to give him credit for this. Eleven and a half yards is uh, what he averaged per carry on twenty three attempts for two hundred and sixty four yards 
in the game, which is incredible. The second uh, next highest rushing yards actually went to Peyton Thorne, though, which really surprised me. Um, 39 yards. I, what did you guys think about? I mean, I always love a quarterback that, that's got legs, that can move, that's nimble, that's quick, that can see himself out of a jam. Um, I think we saw that a few times um, with Thorne. I, I think it's a great question. I, I just want to say one more thing on Kenneth Walker before oh, we yeah, move sure. on. Yeah. Um, but, you know, so we're going to get to disrespect season here in a little bit as it relates to Kenneth. But the fact is, is that Kenneth didn't win offensive player of the year, or I'm sorry, of, of the week, um, which is insane that it went to another running back. But what is interesting to me is that, you know, as uh, some folks uh, online tried to defend the selection uh, at, of the Texas running back, the criticism of Kenneth Walker was the number of plays that went um, that didn't didn't go for a lot that that were sub that 11 and 11.5 that you mentioned plum. Yeah. Um, Cause I, I think that's a really interesting stat. And, and of course it's an average, which, so then you maybe take a moment to reflect on, on what the total sort of body of work is. How do we get to 11 and a half? I, I would just say this, that Kenneth Walker proved that he is always a home run threat. So it doesn't matter if he hits a bunch of duds and still <laughs> takes it to the house four times. I mean, he had runs in excess of 20 yards multiple times. Mm -hmm. So I, I guess where I'm going with this to me, what is interesting about that is you can never not respect the run when number nine is on the field. Yeah. Sure. This is a lot of play action gets opened yes. up. Because yes. So, and, and which brings us to Peyton Thorne. We'll talk about Peyton Thorne running here, but I he didn't do a ton in this game from a throwing perspective. Is that just a reflection of he didn't have to? Yeah, Be I think so. I mean, it's your second start, so we should acknowledge. Uh, I think everyone yes. on the pod uh, picked Russo. Yeah, believed that Russo was going to be the starter. And it's Peyton Thorne. Um, there were members of the media that had that. Good for them. Um, so I, I think that product of it being your second start, Big Ten game, and you have a guy that on the first play of scrimmage shows that he's the best player on the field. So <laughs> yes. You, uh, you ride that hot hand, and you don't put your first-time starting quarterback in positions where he can make big mistakes and feel uncomfortable and get some negative momentum going. So. Can it, it you you bring up um that first play and we've already talked about it a couple times but it, it's i think it's interesting that elijah collins didn't see the field once mm -hmm. and maybe he's hurt because he and and ken well, seemed dressed. to have a, yeah he was dressed and he and kenneth walker seemed to have a yep. i mean publicly very good relationship yeah yep. i'm kind of curious if if Eli Collins is really genuinely kind of the second guy in terms of a, uh, it's Ken or Eli as, as the feature back. And Ken was just so hot that the Eli was like, yeah, let, I mean, let him ride it and, and let the other guys who are a bit different as backs spell him. Cause they're a change of pace. Well, there's, there's actually something to that because in his, in the, in the post game, uh, press conference after the Northwestern game, Tucker said, you know, when asked about this, he specifically told the guys they wanted to start fast. They knew they had something to prove. They had to come out fast. And he said, 
what you saw with with Walker was what he called him a momentum play. And he said, that's surprising to you guys. We, and I, this, this quote stood out to me. He said, we see this every day in practice with this kid. And so we wanted to start fast. That was our momentum play, and we capitalized on it. So you can see maybe even going into the game, you know, you maybe thought, maybe even they thought Collins might get a little more minutes than he actually got. But as soon as Walker took off like he did, I, I think it made complete sense from the coaching staff to say, we're going to throw, you know, as much weight as we can onto this and see, and see what happens. Yeah. Uh, anyway, I, I didn't mean to take it back to Walker. I guess that's a testament to what a dominant performance it was. Yeah. But uh, I so let's let's take a second, real quick, on Anthony Russo. Um, I suspect at some point in time this season we will see Anthony Russo on the field. I do. I feel sad for him. I, I feel maybe empathetic for Anthony Russo. Maybe not sad for him. I I, I do. It's weird as much as I kind of was rooting for the kid going into the season. I had no doubts for whatever reason that this staff wasn't going to pick the guy who they thought would make them best positioned to win. Um, certainly we didn't see practice, you know, they did. Uh, and, and it, if they pick Peyton Thorne, I got to believe Peyton Thorne's the guy but Anthony Russo transferred to Michigan State to bet on himself and, and in hopes that he would be able to make the NFL because by all accounts, he does have NFL arm strength, if nothing else. Yeah. And um, and I'm sad for him. I, I you know, and it, he chose Michigan State. And I, and I don't think it, we we should sleep on that for a second as a guy who who came here hoping to be be the person who's doing what Peyton Thorne is doing now, which is leading MSU to the next step. Sure. Well, let's, let's just, let's step back a second. He's not dead. Well, uh, no, no, no. I, I know, but it, it, it's still. No, it, I understand. You know. and, and you're not wrong, but, but we gotta, we gotta keep perspective here, right? He came, he did choose this program. He chose this program, not least because I think he thought he could contribute something to this, but he had to know that, that Thorne was there in the wings. I mean, he knew he was there. He knew he wasn't leaving, and he knew that Peyton Thorne had every incentive to work his ass off, starting from the last game of last season through the spring and the summer to get this position to. And we, I mean, I think the fact that it was so up in the air that no one knew goes to show how they were pushing each other. And so in this way, I think you have to give some credit to Thorne as well. And I know you oh, are giving credit Oh, to for Thorne. sure. Yes. And, I, and you're not taking anything, but I mean, I mean to give credit to Thorne for pushing Russo too. He's going to get some time. I have to believe he's going to get some time at some point in the season. No, it's not going to be what he wanted. We don't know what the future holds for these guys either. But, but I feel ecstatic to know that we have someone like Anthony Russo available to this team to step in when, when and if there is that need, who can continue in – um, the kind of thrust that Thorne is giving us. And this was a, a great performance, uh, or I should say it was a good performance by Peyton Thorne. Um, and, you know, I know that he's been named season starter. I don't know what that even means, um, but I guess let's see. Let's just see. I wouldn't be surprised if there was more movement on this account. You know, I think I, Tucker wants performance. That was his whole thing, effort, performance, and perfection. So let's see. Is that a bad take? No, we're going to get to your bad takes in a minute. Don't mm, worry. That's fair. No, I, I think that's I, I think that's enough on 
on the quarterback battle. Um, yeah. I do think that we're, we're going to see Mr. Russo probably this week uh, as yeah. we get into the Youngstown state, uh, the Youngstown state preview. I think there's reason to believe that there might be backups in that game at a certain point. But um, yeah. before we move on to uh, Plum's takes, I did want to call out some concerning areas. Um, Wait, can we celebrate Connor Hayward for just a second? That that we was have to part of it. where I was going after, okay, okay. after the concerning areas. Uh, it, I, I thought that there there were some chunk yards given up in the defensive secondary, particularly early in the game, that are a little bit of concern. Um, I thought the offensive line did have some moments that were a little bit shaky, but overall the performance was good. <laughs> markedly um, better than the previous two seasons the linebacking core uh oh. may have been out of position a few times but made up for that in other ways um so i would just add they played five guys at linebacker yeah i think they're trying to find something there uh so can we let's i because i would agree you know at times it, i thought chase klein looked slow out there Mm-hmm. Cal Halliday, though, was a revelation. Hmm. Didn't think he was going to be ready. <laughs> um, Quiveris Crouch uh, is, as, is as athletic as advertised. As advertised, yes. D- dude can take five steps in the wrong direction and still be in on a play. Yeah, and make up for it <laughs> fast. Yeah, and at times, he di- did totally have deer in headlights, you know, but... <laughs> Holy shit, he's good. Um, and and you know, it's it's not a this year thing with him. It's a next year and the year after. Um dude's gonna find his way to the league. I'm quite confident about that. And oh, he's yeah. gonna be a, a, a stud here. Um but yeah, Cal Halliday looked good. Chase Klein, yeah, I, I thought looked slow at times. No, Harvey Harvey was very silent. Um But Michael Dowell playing the nickel spot was early in the game a huge contributor on defense. Mm -hmm. And it almost seemed like Northwestern started play calling to avoid Avoid, the nickel spot. Yeah. Um, Which, I mean, honestly, the the whole point of the the 425 that that Scotty Hazleton and Mel Tucker are running currently is is to, to funnel the play to the middle. Mm-hmm. which coincidentally actually lines up with MSU's current strengths, but is a, is a, a decided departure from what Mark D'Antonio did, which was to push everything to the outside. And never, never illustrated better than counter Cook's <laughs> entire career. Every throw that man took. Oh, no, 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 no. I'm saying on defense, on defense, the whole oh, point I of the defense. Yeah, yeah. It was to move everything to the outside. Uh, gotcha. 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 Yeah. So, but yes, also that, uh, but so the, uh, what what that requires from from your personnel is 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 quite different in some ways um you know mel tucker i think is recruiting to a more physical cornerback than maybe the d'antonio you know more of a tackling but it you did notice northwestern tried really 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 hard to push things to the outside as the game went on mm-hmm. that I mean, it was, it became the places, you know, there were a couple chunk yardage plays to your point that I I don't know, that stuff happens, right? You need to fix it, but that stuff happens. 
but as they were sort of making incremental gains, it was all finding a way to flush out and escape. And um, I think that's a week one to week two thing to keep everyone's, well, maybe week three because Youngstown State, whatever. But a thing to keep your eye on is, is MSU getting better at that contain and push to the middle? Indeed. So to that, to that point, that general point of athleticism and speed and those types of things, uh, credit has to be given to the wide receivers, Reed and Daler in particular. Oh, mostly like, too. And mostly Trey made Trey made some big uh big catches, but Reed and and uh Naylor in particular seem just fast out there. I know Naylor yeah. only had a, a couple catches, two or three, right? Two, um, yeah. But still, uh Reed is obviously the the first option there. But uh you also have to give credit to Connor Hayward, who has quite the role now all of a sudden in this yes. offense. <laughs> Um, made huge plays and made big time blocks in places yeah. where it needed to be done as well. One of Kenneth Walker's rushing touchdowns is due entirely to a great block that uh, Connor Hayward put down. Yeah, so, Connor Hayward blocked a guy, made him fall, then found another guy. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, there's, I mean, it, there's just there's. It felt like there was some redemption. This yeah. game offered him some redemption over from last Indeed. season. There was yeah, way too I, much inconsistency, and he was like, fuck all of you, I'm back. And I love I, it. Yeah, I, I think it's we have to acknowledge this pod has not always been mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. friendly to Connor. Correct. We have had and, some criticism in the past. Yeah, and, and I think I, I will raise my hand as someone who's said in the past that way too many people say that Connor Hayward can do all of these things, but like he doesn't do them, so why... Why do people say Why he do we can say this? Right. Well, it it ends up being that uh, it it truly is put Connor in a place to succeed, and and they did. I mean, Connor, whether that was pass blocking, uh, catching. I mean, making a few huge catches for Michigan State, um, or being a, a guy to seal the edge. <laughs> Dude was a stud today or on, on, on Saturday. And, and I will be the first to say, um, I'm sorry. <laughs> and if we see more of Connor Hayward like this, then holy crap. Uh, yeah. we're yep. going to get to more. I, I have a Connor Hayward thing in Twitter questions to say, so, okay. um, we'll save it, but moving on. Uh, what, what did you guys, uh, Oh, and also Bryce Berenger scholarship. Congratulations. My man. Good for him. He had uh, some good big punts. punts. Big punt. And a Down couple, to the one yard line. Couple, couple boners, time, yeah, one time. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, all right. New segment. So uh, we're going to, uh, you know, uh, our, our favorite listener guest, Alex Plum, um, <laughs> is an expert in many things. But maybe. Outrage. Outrage. Yes. Outrage is a place of expertise. Sometimes X's and O's are not. Mm. And so we wanted to platform Alex Plum in a segment called Passion Doesn't Make a Pundit, uh, where he can give us three quick takes from the game, and we'll see if they're right or overreactions. So, uh, Plum, what's your first take? Jarrett Horst is an idiot. And... I can't stand penalties. And you know who else can't stand penalties? Mel Tucker can't stand stand penalties. In fact, he called them out uh, in his press conference. Uh, Not only that, but Horst got benched by Luke Campbell because of his idiocy on that catch that uh, got made by, I don't remember who, somebody 
uh, Trey Mosley, I think. Right? Was it Mosley? And then they they lost the 15 yards after the uh, yeah, after the completion because of the personal foul. Never been angrier. Right. Yeah. Never been angrier. Never oh been angrier God. in the my entire life. Uh, right. So, yeah. Plum, you're wrong on this. Yeah, right? there's um, a very old man yells at Cloud uh, element to this. <laughs> and and I will also say that you're also wrong about what what Mel Tucker said okay. because Mel Tucker talked about uh, 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 sort of penalties of foolishness and penalties of aggression. And they are totally cool with penalties of aggression that, you know, they don't want the 15 yard penalty, but that uh, they love Jarrett Horst for a guy who will finish until you hear the echo of the whistle. And so uh, they brought him in specifically to add some nasty to the line. And that that's a I knew he was going to pick up one of those penalties. Be prepared for him to pick up more of them which tells me that he is finishing the man in front of him. Okay, fine. You should Maybe. like that. Wow. All right. Man, <laughs> like that. man yelling at cloud. I'll take man yelling at cloud for one. Next up. <laughs> uh, Terry Lockett and Peyton Thorne were not connecting at all, and I'm angry at both of them for it. Whether it was Thorne's overthrown passes, which gave me myalgia, or Terry Lockett, who didn't show up to this game. I don't know where he was. Should have been on the Delta Airlines flight still. Uh, I was unpleasant. So uh, it was unpleasant to me. So Thorne and Lockett, get your shit together. Boo, Earns. I think this take is maybe okay. Not great, but not terrible. Uh, We talked about a lot of really impressive catches um, from some of the receivers. Greg, I'm curious your take on this. I didn't think it was that they were so much impressive catches as impressive catches on not wonderful throws. I... I mean, you're welcome to get upset about Terry Lockett not getting. Oh, I'm not talking about Terry. I'm talking about Peyton Thorne. Oh, Peyton Thorne. Sure. I'm not getting on Terry Lockett. I'm it, like Trey Mosley made an impressive catch on a. It wasn't a throw that was like good. <laughs> Jaden Reed made a an impressive catch that was, I mean, incredibly impressive. The throw wasn't good. Yeah, I I think so. I've got to ask you, Plum, why Terry Lockett of all people? Mm-hmm. Dude has what? I had to check this. He's Dude zero. One, one career catch. What, why Terry Lockett? Because we were doing so well, and I just at that point in the game when I was watching it, he was the one that <laughs> he was the one that didn't didn't catch the ball, and oh, I was really upset. I got really frustrated I, with him. Plum, right. Plum Plum gets mad that Steven Izzo comes into the game yeah. and misses a misses a shot. Like I just I mean guys miss catches sometimes. I I just don't know. I literally that. wrote down on my note sheet not completing. So you know, and then, an un, and then an unhappy face, and then an unhappy face. That's how I felt. I don't remember this conversion. Was it like a did it like bounce off his hands or something? Was I don't it, remember Terry Lockett being in the game. He was, bad. and he didn't catch the ball, and I'm still upset about it. But I'll give you another shot next week, Terry. I mean, there were guys that definitely did catch the ball. I mean, Trey Mosley had that one <laughs> one handed catch. Uh, there, you know. No, Jaden Reed was fantastic. Jaden oh Reed gave me yelling. hope for the future. Oh, sorry. Jaden Reed gave me hope for the future. I just, so. I just, I, I, it feels like, oh my God, poor Terry Lockett's out there somewhere has no idea that, <laughs> that you, you hate, hate him. Hate so <laughs> not only that, but when you go to the, um, or, <laughs> the, or the worse, Terry Lockett listens to this podcast every week, just waiting for us to mention him. And now he's crying in case hall right now because of you. He's not because he made it into the pundits. He's in wonders uh, by now. 
he he made it into the passion doesn't make a pundit section so he knows this is really high praise for him this is uh yeah this is you know why do you go to play for big time uh programs terry last up plum what's your last take i was right and i have been right on this pod more often than i haven't uh, do you do you know do you know when we go to the Youngstown State game when the three of us are inside the stadium and with the sun beating down on our necks thinking perchance what if only we could enjoy an ice cream sandwich an ice cream sandwich made with MSU Dairy Store ice cream to which we will have to hang our heads in shame because I was right melting moments is the purveyor of uh, ice creamed goodery at Spartan Stadium, not the dairy store, as you fools had uh, perchance to suggest. So I'm pissed about it. I Melting Moments is garbage. I don't care if they're East Lansing-based. I don't care if they're the ones who had the historic contract. I don't care if you're technically right on this and that this announcement only was made a couple weeks ago. That's the, my position right now. Like, yeah. it, was, it was made a couple days ago. It was made like three days ago. They're probably Plum, listening to Plum's the hanging his hat on Bill Beekman's last act as president. Correct. Or as, as AD, excuse me. The last act of sabotage on his way yeah. out the door. Yeah. Well, and you can tell he's enjoyed a melting moments or two. Listen, that's neither Hell! here nor there. That's neither here nor there. I do, do there. believe someone pointed out that the last time melting moments was served in Spartan Stadium was when MSU was truly dominant. So there's that. All right. Uh, anyway, I, I'm I'm we'll get dairy store after or before. I don't know. But this well, is, all right. Uh, this is next there you go. Be- before we move off of football, there are two miscellaneous notes. One is um, uh, Mel Tucker did not release a depth chart, including on the program guide for media um, before the game. And that got a lot of eye rolls, I believe, including one out of Kevin Grack, yeah, I, uh, which from me. which I disagree wholeheartedly with this. Uh, but do you want to defend your take? I mean, it's just like oh this is the one program that doesn't have to do a a depth chart like well none of them have to i just don't i don't it just seems like it seems extra you think northwestern didn't have a pretty good idea about everything that was going to happen in that game to the degree that it could i do uh i I disagree because Kenneth Walker ripped off so many touchdowns against Yeah, them. I bet they knew to be scared of Kenneth Walker. Um, <laughs> but also, as Kenneth Walker pointed out in his press conference, he has never had a game like that. So, um, I, I, it's just like, whatever. Can I say one more thing about Kenneth Walker, which is that him coming off the field and seeing all of the Spartans there singing the fight song and clapping mm. and cheering for him, he seemed shocked like in in a in an overjoyed sort of way do you know what one thing would probably make him feel even better than hearing the fight song song at the end of the game by adoring fans probably the alma mater Uh yeah yeah all right anyway my point being that i I can't i can't wait for that dude next week because are we just all gonna have a standing ovation when he comes on the field like i'm uh, you know he he is he is not prepared <laughs> for what he's about to experience. Um, I disagree, Kevin, either way about the depth chart. I think even if it's a, a small iota of a competitive advantage, I'm totally fine with a coach who says I might have a way to help this team win and I'm going to exploit it. Um, I roll or no, I will yeah. take it. Right. Yeah, right. Uh, last up, Ricky White, who's someone put the quote in. 
who's got it? Go for it. I got it. Sure. He, he, he tweeted out, unfortunately, I will not be playing in Friday's game due to personal things. I hope to be back very soon, dot, dot, dot. There were more. But that was really articulate. That was, a, that was worthy of the can't read, can't write um, brand. Oh, boy. Sure. Oh, boy. Personal I think it's very clear everybody. that that it seems like the reporting is is that it is all disciplinary related and i you know i don't think we're gonna see him back this season i took the tweet as a he's trying yes and it's not yes. a good it's not a good sign though uh anyway uh moving on ricky white appreciate you come back soon but uh you know, we've got uh, Terry Lockett Jr., so who cares? <laughs> uh, before we no, move on to... No, no, no. We're going to move on to basketball very briefly, but before we do, a quick word from a sponsor. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. All right, and thank you, Anchor, for supporting the podcast. But let's head and very briefly talk about basketball, which all that people need to know is that last week we chatted about how the 2022 class was looking a little disconcerting uh, in that there was one commit and seemingly no more offers to be had. Well, MSU has expanded their offer sheet by offering Jackson Kohler, Jackson with an X, that's what you want, Four-star power forward, somewhere between 6'8 and 6'10. He is the 69th player overall in the class. Um, So I don't think we need to say anything more other than he kind of has some old-school game to him. Uh, We will talk more when and if he commits. But again, I bring him up only because it is MSU expanding the board. There you go. Anything else to say? No, let's talk about the AD hiring. So this we've covered this a few times, and one of the names that kept coming up was uh, then Associate Athletic Director Alan Haller, who uh, had a groundswell of support from athletes, uh, particularly football athletes, on Twitter, uh, and now has been named the 20th Athletic Director uh, at Michigan State University this week. So uh, an internal hire. Uh, how many, how many no, years of the athletic many. department? Like 10, yep. Yep. Uh, 10 to 15 time with the MSU police department before that was involved in the coach D'Antonio and Mel Tucker, uh, football hires, um, has a good reputation on, on campus. We've, we talked about that early on when Bill, when it was announced, Bill Beekman was not going to continue to be athletic director. And he was one of the first names that comes up. I'd heard good stories about, about him. Um, no one seems to have a negative thing to say, but I think it was the position of this podcast that ideally an external candidate would be hired for a number of reasons. So, uh, guys, your initial reactions when you heard that this was the decision. Plum, you want to go first? Uh, my first question, I think to you guys was, did he work under Hollis? Um, I think Mark Hollis, uh, you know, some poor decisions were made. Uh, there was a clearly a culture of over a lax oversight. Some other, you know, we've, we've, we've 
covered that ad nauseum, but um, his his loss still reverberates. I think uh, his loss was still tremendous. It's still an impact, a negative impact to the to the, to the athletic department. I think. Um, so if Haller has learned something or had worked under Hollis, if he could in some way channel Hollis and the strategic mind that he had around positioning MSU's brand and positioning our team, um, that to me was was a win in its own right. And um, sometimes, uh, I mean, I'm going to I'm going to use the phrase, but I don't mean it in this way. But you know, the devil you know versus the devil you don't. And I don't think that Alan Haller is the devil, and I don't think that there's negative necessarily a negative connotation to this, but you know what you know and you know who he is and you've worked with him for so long and he has a lot of the support internally. I think with all of the outside stuff that's happened in Michigan state right now, I think looking within and acknowledging and promoting within can be a cultural touchstone. I think it can be helpful to the culture to reaffirm that in fact, not everyone who works there is useless. Not everyone who works there is tainted. Not everyone who works here is poison. Um, so in this respect, I think it could be good for the athletic department. I hope it gives um, folks that are there, uh, you know, some sort of sense that they were supported and, uh, and he's going to do a good job. So I'm, I, I'm, I only wish best things for him. Yeah. So it, it sounds like there were external candidates that were, uh, that were evaluated for a number of reasons, including structural monetary reasons, uh, in the case of, of the UCLA athletic director, uh, they went in Alan Haller's direction. So I'm glad that they kicked the tires. I know that to a degree this this decision seemed inevitable, but it what are you gonna do? You know? Um he is gonna be able to get started right away. Uh he's gonna know the groundwork. He obviously has support of the alumni. Uh Jonesy, anything that you wanna say on this subject? Yeah, I just briefly it, that because I, I feel like maybe I was a little bit vocal on on not wanting him to be hired. I, I thought maybe that an external was necessary for a forward thinking approach. I thought divorcing ourselves from the past was important. Mm -hmm. And um, there's some things on his resume I didn't love. And then we made the decision to to hire Alan Haller. And I and um, I, I thought about it a little bit more. And you convince and, yourself that it was a good one. <laughs> well, I think it is something that he's, he's, he is a Spartan. He, you know, he, he talked about that everything, you know, being from Lansing, going to Michigan state, being a student athlete here, you know, that MSU has given him a lot in life. Mm -hmm. And, and he, there seemed to be genuine and real joy not not that this was a big career move for him, but real joy that that he's done this in life. Yes, and 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 that I cannot help but hope that that joy and enthusiasm will genuinely translate into his performance in the job. Sure, he's also a football guy, which for all the things you can say about Mark Hollis, Mark Hollis was kind of more of a basketball guy which isn't a bad thing or a good thing. It's just a thing that, that a lot of the innovation we saw was on the basketball front. Um, I, I think the reality is that football feeds basketball as much as we have it really great here from a basketball standpoint. And um, I love the idea that we might have an AD that is truly committed to, to making MSU a powerhouse in football, whether it's successful or not. I like the commitment. Um, and I would, also say this that 
MSU, you know, Sam Stanley screwed a lot of this search up. The timing was not great. Um, but it seems like they did try and kick the tires elsewhere mm-hmm. and that Alan Howard won the job. And, yes. and I just, I can't help but think that um, whether it's, it's the, the financial component or, or the enthusiasm for the job that, that Alan Howard uh, presents a, a meaningful opportunity for MSU to move forward in, in in numerous fronts. And, and and the last thing I would say is I, I don't think we can sleep on the fact that it's super, super awesome that MSU not only has a black head coach in football, but a black athletic director and is one of only six FBS schools that can claim as such. And I believe is the, is the only school in the country who can say we've done that twice now. Yeah. So first of either. So, so hell yes to MSU being progressive and, uh, and, and that, I I don't know. I I I feel yeah. a little bit bad about the the sort of negativity I had towards Alan Haller. I if nothing else, he's a Spartan and I'm a Spartan, and so for that reason and no other reason, I wish him the best and hope he succeeds wildly. I'm going to push back on that just a little bit, though. I mean, by all accounts, there were two finalists. The reporting is that it was between Alan Haller and the Auburn athletic director, and that Alan Haller had a much stronger interview. Didn't uh, I say he won week. the interview? Yes. Yes. Uh, so I'm just, I'm just illustrating that point. Oh. A little bit more information. Pushback but is not the right phrase. Then the right. only thing that I'll say about that, <laughs> I'm here's the pushback, is that MSU as an institution has no shortage of homegrown leadership, and there's a perception across the Big Ten and regionally that MSU is a place that is just going to give whatever job to the next person in line. Oh. And now we have another case of that. Now, can that be a good thing at times? Sure. Do I wish Alan Haller all of the best? Absolutely. Is he potentially the best candidate for the job? Yeah. But it fits in a ongoing narrative, again, yeah. of MSU just promoting the, the heir apparent, the next person up, and not accepting any kind of exterior uh, you know, the vision or, or perspective or whatever you want to say. And we have another case of that here. Um, so I, again, I wish him all the best. I'm just saying it's another case where MSU plays to its own stereotypes, hopefully in not to, in, you know, negatively. Uh, there are loads of benefits of having someone in this role that already knows the groundwork, already knows the alumni base, already knows all of that information. Um, but you can only go to this well so many times as an institution. And I w- would like MSU to go to that well less than it does. Yeah. Or have a, a maybe a bit more of a tree where we send people elsewhere and then bring them back. Yeah. That would be Lord great. Lord knows we're about to hire. We will be hiring probably in all likelihood a basketball coach in the future. Yeah, that's another that one of my never left campus. So, yeah. Anyway, yeah. we can move on. Uh, Alan Haller, 20th athletic director. Welcome. We wish him the best. Your that's job you. is to go get 100 million checks, the $100 million checks from Madishbia. Go on. I love that the football team gave him a jersey. I will yeah. just say that. Nice. That was cool. 
Uh, all right. Do we want to head off Grand River? Do yeah. you want to talk about what the, the board statements or do you just want to go off Grand River? I mean, we you, you, you explain the board. Let's just say that Renee Nate Jefferson is an idiot and anyone that wants to should look up her public statement from the September 1st uh, uh, board meeting where she decided to decry process um, and kind of throw Alan Hall under the bus and then pull him back out from underneath the bus, dust him off and tell him how glad she is to support him. So I mean, you're an idiot and you name dropped uh, the secretary of state for no reason. Ooh. I mean, great. It was in context. If you go and read the, the statement, eh, barely Kanake. Barely. Jefferson. Yeah. yeah. No, is it? No, wait, no, really? Kanake? I believe so. Yeah. Oh, that's wait, the K isn't silent. Kanake. Mm. It's, oh, I think it's Kanake. That's a choice. Um, that's so, a choice. I mean, I didn't choose how my last name was. I, um, I think she had a point. Did. And actually, I would say that her criticism is of Samuel Stanley, not of Alan Haller. But uh, we can move on. Fine. I don't know. It, it, it felt a lot like the governor's office was getting involved. I mean, it was. Essentially. I mean, Jocelyn yeah, so, is in the cabinets and... Uh, yeah, this, this is my, like... And is that is that Gretchen Whitmer deciding that as an alum that she's invested in then exercising the powers of her office as an alum who's interested? I mean, or, I think no. if the governor wanted no. a certain athletic director. This was hired, not about the governor. This was be no, this this was well, a but, bad. This is a bad name drop. That's all this was. This was a bad. But, in, you, but you she's, can, a, she's a she's a gubernatorial appointee as well. It, irrelevant that because because the Constitution requires it as it would for any of the other public universities in the state. So that's. That is irrelevant. That that's just context. The 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 comment here, she she cites Jocelyn Benson in her role as the chair of the task of the governor's task force on women in sports. What? No, that's not relevant here at all. Uh, I mean, she tried to make it relevant, and and that effort gets her maybe three points out of ten. But this was this was a silly thing, and this wasn't quite good. So we say no to this. We say no to. Uh, name dropping. We say no to all of that. We say no. I also think Heather Like was a leading candidate who just decided not to interview. I think that's it. Uh, I don't think she was invited to interview. I think that's the the reporting on that. But no, that she's I making another I... hundo a year, though. Good for her. All right, let's head off Grand River. We all can right. Get it. I'm glad I made us go back to that. Uh, yeah. Okay. Um. All right. Of course. <laughs> Great. Love this. All right. So, um, we want to talk a little bit about COVID. Uh, which is everyone's favorite topic. But there's been a lot of mad online takes about people attending. Well, first, first off, let's let's just tip our cap to Joey Freshwater. Lane Kiffin oh, yeah, I figured has a entire, breakthrough yeah. case of COVID right now. Uh, we are going to do this very often, but I have to give him credit for the way that he has handled COVID on his team from beginning to end. Uh, his was the first team, I believe, nationally that was 100% vaccinated. He seems to have done this very, very well in a difficult place to do it. And uh, now he has a breakthrough case, which is very unfortunate, but he seems to be handling that as well, uh, handling that uh, uh, well as well. So anyway, uh, anyway, so back to your take. Yeah. Well, so it's not my take. It's that uh, a lot of people, uh, there's been, you know, uh, a lot of video and pictures released of, folks attending college football games. Now you don't see any of those videos or, or uh, photographs from the Northwestern game because Northwestern has no fans. So they didn't pack a stadium, but Virginia tech does have a lot of fans and indeed has one of the most iconic and legendary 
entrances to a game and it's very sort of cathartic and healing in the same way that jump around at Wisconsin is, is a, you know, sort of iconic moment. Um, and a, a lot of folks on the left seem to be big mad online that people are going to college sports. And I just wanted to take a, a, a second chat about this because I think they should shut up. Um, yeah, we're on the left, and we're going to go to college sports. We've never explicitly said that, yes, listener, Alex. <laughs> Just because um, we apply it heavily every single episode. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? You know what I was laughing at? What I was laughing at was I was like, "Yes, we said we were going to the game." <laughs> it took me a second to realize what. Oh, I always say the quiet part out loud, you guys. <laughs> yes. I'm just like Donald yeah. Trump. We've left no uh, place right. on this podcast for, <laughs> for perspectives on the right. But anyway, continue. <laughs> anyway, you need to have perspective to have a perspective. No, but anyway. People, no, people, oh, it's the oh. outrage machine. It's the outrage machine. People want to be upset and angry at things. I, I have dear friends loving, I love them to death, who are better progressives than I am, who are angry at everything. And I think the truth is the anger isn't getting folks anywhere, guys, whether it's on the left or the right. So, you know what? I mean, you, you, you were, we, people, are, people are vaccinated. People are wearing masks. People can go to football games in these contexts. You can't assume that everyone that's going to a sporting event is unvaccinated and coughing on their neighbor. Like, at some point, we do have to live into, responsibly, the way the rest of the world works. I mean, I... I and and it, can I just say this, too, that, like, you know... I did the work. I got my vaccine. I wore a mask. I will be wearing a mask at times at Michigan State when I'm there. And and I I, I shouldn't be deprived of this. We've we've passed the point where this 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 pandemic is ever going to leave us. Correct. There's no f- putting the the genie back in the bottle. It's here. Plum is saying Plum, a genuine public health expert, is affirming that statement. So yeah. you know what? I got my vaccine. I'm going to wash my hands. I'm going to do all the things that I can to mitigate me being infected, and I'm going to go and enjoy a college football game because you know what? I did the work, so I get a reward. Well, and I think I mean, <laughs> I I think if 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 uh, context matters, we have to read this in the light of context. Before there was a, a vaccine, this pod was explicit, oh, yes. explicit yes. on where we stood and consistent. And, and we wrung our hands and we were sad and we, 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 yes. we, we beat our hands and feet and cried into our pillows. But we, what we did what we knew was right. And we told you, our dear listeners, to do what we thought was right as well. And now context matters. And now the situation is different. People who have the vaccine and who are following, um, public health guidelines are not the people by and large 98% are not the ones ending up in hospitals. We're not the ones clogging emergency departments. We're not the ones who are driving outbreaks after outbreaks after outbreaks. And I think this goes back to Lane Kiffin who, who is doing and saying the exact right thing and who's yes. example of the rarity of a breakthrough case of COVID and frames it correctly, which is because we follow these processes, because 100% of our team is vaccinated, my one breakthrough case has not yes. affected anybody else. And so this is the point. Responsibility matters. 
Masking matters. Vaccines matter. Taking your temperature, paying attention to your body, watching your own symptoms, all of that work matters. And when you do that responsibly, we are allowed to continue to live and to enjoy things like college football games. So mad online takes, I say boo to you as well. Yeah, I, I think I made a mistake on this podcast a couple of months ago where I criticized crowds at Lollapalooza under similar circumstances without knowing at that time that they required a proof of vaccination or a negative test. And I believe the research on that event is that it has not significantly contributed to yeah, any kind of kind of impressive, uh, actually. Outbreak. I know it's hard to measure because people are going back to their homes and there's a lot of factors that go into that. But well, you can compare it to uh, Sturgis. Yeah. You can definitely compare it to Sturgis and what happens there where people aren't tested and aren't vaccinated. Now, in an ideal world, would MSU have a vaccine mandate for Spartan Stadium? Maybe. Sure. I guess if you want to criticize on those grounds. I think it's a fair criticism. Yeah, I'm with you. You know, I I get it. I think the logistics of it would be very, very difficult, but I understand that. Um, But the fact is, when we go to Spartan Stadium this week, we will be doing so fully vaccinated and under the right circumstances. And I feel comfortable in doing that. And I, I just, I would like to add related to Virginia tech, cause this is where a lot of it came from that Virginia tech has a vaccine mandate for its students and faculty and, and staff. And it has in fact disenrolled 130 some students for not complying with the vaccine mandate. Right. They, they they did the work. Correct. Like I mean, I don't know what more there is to do it. So just miss me with your mad takes because you don't what it is is you don't like college sports. Right. And, or you I mean, don't understand them. I, I don't even I don't I wouldn't even personalize it. I don't think it's about college sports. Truly, I don't. I do think it is about being angry. And we don't have time, this is not related to the pod, but I do think that there is societally, there is a desire to just be outraged. Because there's a lack of control and things are spiraling and no one can really understand it. And folks just want to be angry. And whether they're angry at the most recent thing or they're angry at minorities or they're angry because Donald Trump told them to be. I mean, it's it's two sides of the coin and they can they manifest differently, but it's a desire to just surrender to anger. And I'll tell you, surrendering to anger might as well surrender to the virus. It's the same thing. It will corrupt you completely and it's killing your souls. So um, that we become joy. Far too philosophical, I think, for the pod, but yeah. Yeah, we can't read or write here, Alex. I'll but it, I mean, it is it is related because there was a video that came out of, of lines at Harper's. And I, and I know you're seeing it, Greg, you're seeing it in East Lansing, right? Yeah, I mean, I've seen it personally. I also saw another line in front of the union. I don't know why they were all lined up in front of the books? union for Welcome Week. I, I, I doubt that. I don't think no. it's books. Um, but I was like, man. This is way longer line than Harper's. Where's the outrage for this? <laughs> and then the fact is that, you know. You know where you don't see a line? Olin. There it is. There That's it is. Everyone knows better than to go there. Also, also correct. You're pregnant. <laughs> I don't you have got a <laughs> Not yet. All right. All right. Let's, uh, I, I think we can wrap there. I, either way, look, I think do what you feel comfortable with. But if if you can make the assumption or you know that people are vaccinated, please, for the love of God, don't judge other people. 
You can judge people for not being vaccinated, though. Indeed. So let's right. let's uh, talk about our not a sponsor, and then we'll do the Youngstown State preview. Uh, Mr. Plum. Gentlemen. Uh, who's not a sponsoring us this week? This week's episode of Can't Read, Can't Write is not brought to us by Masterclass Second Grade. That's right. Your very own <laughs> elementary school is inviting you to come on back and relearn cursive handwriting. Whether you're getting into calligraphy or just sending thoughtful letters to your dear Aunt Sally, Masterclass wants to help you brush up on the finer things in life, and writing like a civilized human is one of them. So if you're the president of a Big Ten school flouting your MD degree and your singular knowledge of the letter S, Masterclass and your second grade teaching are offering 50% off to get back to the basics. This is one of our most esoteric, uh, not a sponsor. What percentage of our listeners? You got to know who Sam Stanley is. You have (laughs) to know what his dumbass signature looks like. No, you only have to get his idiot emails. Get to get the emails. Masterclass, which you need to be listening to other podcasts (laughs) for. (laughs) Like this is, uh, this is truly, I, I love this joke. I love this joke. But this comes out because... of the fact that I did I, did I screenshot it and send it to you. I don't know what I did. I just remember getting that email, like the like. Here's your update, Spartan alumni community. That asinine signature is almost as fucking bad as Trump's. It's just garbage, and it's literally the letter S and some squiggles. I actually like Donald I, Trump's more. I'm going to be honest. It yeah, is. it's 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 contiguous. Trump's is contiguous. It's contiguous. Uh, and he doesn't right. have to write MD. Like, shut up. Boo! I All think right. that's your professional life bleeding through. Into yeah, the- there it is. Yeah, 100%. That is, that is very completely it. <laughs> All right. Greg, so, preview Youngstown State. All right. Well, I mean, here's what you need to know about Youngstown State. Uh, last They're week, not good. They, they came off a huge win last week. A huge win. Uh, forced overtime with a field goal and then won in overtime with another field goal against the dreaded UIW. Any any guesses to who UIW is? University of uh, University of Iowa Waterloo. Uh, University like, of like, India at Wits Water Strand. Actually, that would be way more formidable a football opponent. <laughs> uh, it's the University of the Incarnate Word of San Antonio. Uh, who wow, we're really getting religious wo- on this week's pod, aren't we? <laughs> we are. Who? Uh, uh, let's see. They averaged. Uh, they they had in that game. The, the UIW had 352 passing yards, 138 rushing yards. Oh, um, so their respect. Yeah. So they moved the ball uh, a little bit. The UIW on Youngstown State. So uh, Youngstown State has a rush first quarterback, uh, Demetri Crenshaw, uh, who did convert nine for twelve passing but also attempted 20 rushes for, for 81 yards and two touchdowns. So uh, between Dimitrik's uh, 20 rushes and uh, Jalee McGoughlin's uh, 29 attempted rushes for 250 yards last week, uh, expect to see a lot of ground game out of Youngstown State, which, as we discussed in the MSU uh, Northwestern game recap, is kind of the teeth of the MSU off uh, defense. So yeah, if you had to pick, the matchup is good there. The matchup is good there. Um, also of note, uh, UIW's leading rusher uh, had 118 yards on 19 attempts, so over five yards per carry. And in fact, 
uh, all of UIW's rushing attempts averaged over five yards per carry. So, or 4.9 technically. So, uh, what's important in all of this is that Youngstown state likes to run first. Uh, and on defense, they have difficulty stopping the run. And these are both good matchups for Michigan state on Saturday, I would say. Also, we have better athletes, and so it doesn't really matter what they want to do. Yeah. Uh, I would, like we said in the game uh, review, I would expect to see uh, Russo, and I would expect to see a fair number of other backups in this game as well. I mean, if you have to force overtime against the University of the Incarnate Word, <laughs> I don't expect you <laughs> to be competitive against a 1-0 and Big Ten team. And I think we should all use this as an opportunity to say F you to Jim Tressel for inventing Tressel ball, which is objectively bad football. So I think I uh, confused a lot of people with the way that I just interchanged uh, Youngstown State and UIW. Uh, but uh, do fine. keep in mind UIW rushing quarterback and a bit of a sieve uh, rushing the ball on defense. So uh, anything else you guys want to add to the Youngstown State preview? No, uh, though, I will add as a last plug, uh, we are planning a bit of a tailgate. I think yeah. we are uh, going to be hanging out with a friend of the pod, J.D. Jerbear, uh, his his tailgate. We will need to figure out how to corral people. It may be that a phone number ends up getting exchanged and a pin gets dropped or something. Or, you know, we'll tweet where we are or something like that. Yeah, sure. Something like that. Well, not last minute, though. That feels... Anyway, we'll figure it out. But uh, directions to come, if you are interested in joining us, again, because we can bring enough booze that way, uh, please slip into the DMs at Spartan underscore pod on Twitter or can't read, can't write, 1855 at gmail.com. We genuinely would be thrilled to meet some of you uh, before the game. So uh, with that... Let's head to Twitter questions and lead with someone who I think we might be meeting at the game, Marie 24 Oh! First question. Does the W change your season expectations? I'm going to modify the question real quick because I don't know if the W versus the, the L changes anything, but does how the W happened change anything? Greg, I'm going to sw- slip to you first. Yeah, I mean, I had this as a kind of a toss-up game in my initial review of the season, uh, <laughs> the season schedule. So, what are you a noob? <laughs> oh, what a fool! <laughs> what a fool I was. Ev Mar- so, because yeah. Ev Marie twenty four remembers remembers that I called the eight win season last week before we won today. Long won before today. that, I called nine wins. So. Hop on board, buddy. <laughs> so, yeah, I think this is a bit of an adjust up expectation type of win. The team looked competent. It is possible. We have not said this yet, and we should, should say yes. this caveat that maybe Northwestern's Northwestern bad. is poor, or maybe Northwestern's they just bad. Haven't figured it out yet. Maybe they'll put it together a little bit further on in the season. But Greg, can I interest in you in a Northwestern is bad? Fair enough. But the team looked good against a what might be what is probably a bad uh, Big Ten team. And for a team that was supposed to be one of the top five worst or bottom five worst teams in the, all of uh, Division One, you know, you, you got to 
adjust those expectations as a result. I don't know how high I want to adjust expectations, but uh, I mean, that Indiana game looks more winnable than it did this time last week. (laughs) I I don't know Uh, what Indiana is. They don't have that on their jerseys anymore. Anything else you guys want to add to Ed Marie's question? No. Very good. Then she asked, second question, Jonesy, too early to say Kenneth Walker III is a dude, a chap, a lad? I embellished Uh, some of that. I I think it's not that he's a guy. I don't think it's that he's a dude. I think he's a stud. Like, oh, we've added wow. to the nomenclature. I, Kenneth Walker III is the truth. And I pray that there's a way he comes back next year. And if we need to collectively set up a business, if you all want to Venmo me so that I can Venmo him, to make him be a sponsor of can't read, can't write 100% paths pass through on the bag because I want this guy to stick around and he's Lansing for two years because I think he is that good. You can't fake the vision that he had and you can't fake being able to break a tackle. So, I mean, there's a lot of reasons to suspect that, that life is not going to be as easy for KW three going forward, <laughs> but my God, he's, he's, the real deal. As long as you're in this energy, uh, yeah. Marie's third question, who else needs to step up as a dude for this to be a successful season? What do you got? Right. I think it's Connor Hayward. Mm, wow. No, no, Truly. no. it's uh, Terry Lockett. Rises no, from no. The- Were you <laughs> listening earlier? All right. Can you let me explain? Can you let me explain? No, Plum already explained. No, mm-hmm. we mm-hmm. have we have two very great receivers in Jaden Reed and Jalen Naylor. They are guy to dude status already. And so Lockett, God status. And what we don't have, what we don't have is a tight end. And so if you have a guy who can be your key, whether you need him to be in the backfield and be a lead blocker, whether you need him to, I mean, I saw Connor Hayward swing out on a four wide out formation. Can it, it, Connor Hayward is going to be a integral part of this offense. And, and, and in some ways is going to be a lot of probably what Harold Joyner is going to be in the future for us. So like, don't sleep on how important Connor Hayward is to the success and failure of this team. If you're looking at being a eight plus one season, this is almost perfect timing. But first I should call out Harold Joyner had to be walked off the field. So we, we hope that he is okay. Jalen um, Hunt. Also, we didn't talk about who. Yes. Uh, but this sets up perfectly. Joe Ashworth's first question, which is there's definitely a lot to be optimistic about after Friday, but what makes you the most nervous looking forward to the rest of the season? So plum, do the counterpoint to what Jonesy was just saying. Uh, I mean, the counterpoint to this is, you know, Hayward doesn't get the stuff that he needs in place, that he starts to revert to form some of the inconsistencies we saw last season, or in our emphasis on kind of perfecting this this receivership game or whatever, that something happens to Walker, and then all of a sudden we don't have the running game that we thought we would. I don't know. I mean, I, there's, I, I, I don't want to get into like a string of maladies that could bring down the team. Um, yeah. I, uh, again, there was a lot to like about this. I am, I'm a little bit nervous about the offensive line. Um, I guess maybe I'm probably a little bit more nervous about the, de- the defense. I mean, Crouch looked great. 
Um, Henderson was great. Henderson had some big stops. I thought that were that were pretty impressive. I think there was um, Ben Sumeran. I was still looking for a little bit more out of. I think if I'm being honest, and okay. um, I didn't see. I can't say it still. Mao Yang Yaute. He had like I think like one. Um, one. Yeah, sack. I'm not going to attempt it either. Yeah. Um, yeah, I I agree with you though. Uh, I I think that there is a big question mark around how much depth there is on this team. And if you can sustain any number of injuries in different places, that's, that's one area that I would point at where I'm a little bit nervous. Mm -hmm. Um, The other is we kind of talked about this. Hunter Johnson uh, had a pretty good game and Hunter Johnson doesn't really have good games. That's right. 21 points uh, is a lot of points to give up to that Northwestern team. I was a little bit concerned. Almost 300 yards passing on 43 times. So, and uh, hold on. And can we just say this too? If they had a kicker that wasn't, I guess, blind in one eye, like, my God, I could have fucking made those. So, it, it could have been a lot more than 21 points, you know? Yes. At least six more have. points. <laughs> it could know. have been at least six more points. Next question from Joe Ashworth uh, Jonesy, Northwestern is a prestigious school with plenty of valuable and influential alumni. Valuable. <sighs> You're a valuable <laughs> Why can't they upgrade that high school stadium they play in? Uh, this is especially true because the rest of their facilities have gotten huge capital upgrades, massive co- capital upgrades in the last Well, so first years. of all, uh, but they have major sort of liabilities. Darren Ravel comes to mind. Um, but I, I think it's the problem is that when you. Um, they're in a teardown situation. Right. Like, I don't know how to say it better than that, that the, the property that their stadium is on, it costs too much to make it good. They have to tear it all down. Yeah. I've been there a few times and it, uh, it does not seem worthwhile to try to build it out and augment it. It does seem like, it's in a move the stadium or totally raise it to the ground and start all over. I mean, if you could play in soldier field for a year, if you thought you could put a, a stadium up in the interim, right? Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. That's probably what they should do. Yeah. But they're Northwestern. So, you they know, they ain't going to get the boosters for it this year. So hot dog. Sorry, please. But, but it's still a fair right. question. Yeah. Uh, Greg, this is for you. Yes. Did see did seeing Miami get trounced by Alabama make you feel better, worse, or no different about our upcoming matchup? I mean, it made me feel a little better, but my brain immediately said, "You're being dumb. This should make you feel no different." Right. Alabama was Alabama things to everyone, yep. and uh, there is just there are different tiers in college football. And but you, you know, D- Derek King came back saying that the plan was to win a natty right yes and that then then his top receiver also said i'm coming back too to win a natty yes and then they just got ravaged these are things (laughs) in a non-good way by alabama these are things that college football and basketball players say in the media msu has had them as well and those players also did not win natties oh for sure but then but but then, but the thing is, the difference is that I, I look at, um, uh, you may be thinking of Miles Bridges, for instance. 
I can think some... of many NF- uh, MSU players that have made similar comments. But okay, continue. fine. My point is, is that Miami's dreams might as well be crushed at this point in time. The only sliver of hope remaining for them is that maybe Clemson is not good. Maybe. But they're not coming out of the ACC unscarred at this point in time. So the I I I do think you're dealing with a team whose whose aspirations have potentially been deflated. I'm not saying that Alabama has a roadmap for Michigan State winning the game. If anything, just I'm, I I'm, I feel a little bit worse because I just don't know that they're going to be good enough so that when we beat them, the win is going to count for much. Right? That's my concern. That's kind of where I am. So, I love that thought. All right, Mama Maple Leaf. Some phrases associated with KW3, Kenneth Walker III's performance include backs up the hype, runs wild, brings missing juice, shatters expectations, and more. What is your three to five word phrase to describe his performance? Plum, go. King of the juice. Grek, go. (laughs) Can't read, can't write, man. I'm not wordsmithing. I'm God mode. <laughs> all right, Greg. Juice. Greg, oh this one's all. <laughs> Rick, this one's also. That's actually a callback to um, Power Thirst. Go look it up on. Yes. Uh, on whatever that was called. I Attaboy. got that. Yeah, Attaboy. I got that. Grooch, this one's for also from Mama Maple Leaf on the high school football front. Ann Arbor Pioneer forfeited Friday night's game against Bedford due to allegations of racial slurs made during Thursday night's Ann Arbor. Uh, Bedford JV game. If the investigation for the truth and the forfeiture of the game does not solve this problem, what do you suggest? I'm not familiar with this story. Uh, Oh yeah. Yeah. This was a a thing that, that Ann Arbor said, we're not taking the field uh, as a result of uh, allegations of racial slurs made on the part of Bedford towards their their JV team. Yeah. It would be on the part of Bedford in this situation. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. Um, And, you know, uh, I am uh, I'm loath, generally speaking, to stand in solidarity ever with Ann Arbor. But here I will gladly do so. Yeah, um, absolutely should not take the field. There is no place for that in anywhere in life, let alone sport. Um, and 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 those children, children should feel free and safe from any of those experiences. And so holy Fuck well, off, Ben. And let's just say well, there's antecedent for this. Uh, Mexico just played Jamaica in World Cup quarter, uh, qualifiers. Just played them uh, in uh, in Mexico in front of no no fans because the Mexican fans insist on using a homophobic slur as part of a chant. And FIFA have said uh, that is yeah. unacceptable. You've been warned sufficient numbers of times, and now each time we hear it, you get a massive fine and you play in front of uh, no crowds until they stop. So, yeah. you know, this is what happens. Yeah. So I, I, I think, uh, you know, if the investigation reveals certainly that this did indeed happen, then Ann Arbor should be able to not forfeit the game and reschedule it at their home crowd or something mm-hmm. to that effect. I mean, or don't well, play in front of fans. Would, yeah. Actually, I'm betting. I ha- again, I don't know the, the allegations. I don't know the story. Uh, given what I know of junior varsity environments, I'm betting it was probably members of the Bedford JV team that said mm. this Maybe. Maybe indeed. Uh, either way, no place in sport. Or no life. Yep. Right. 
Um, uh, all right. Next up from Mama May Belief, the Youngstown State kicker in quotation marks moved the game into overtime and won the season opener for the Penguins. What MSU again in quotations position do you want to see make the difference for Saturday's event? I mean, the lines is the answer to that. So Correct. choose a line position. Well, the only thing is that the line is a leading or is a lagging indicator right for the excellence of another position. Right. Uh, so your quarterback or your receivers or your, your running back are going to look good if your offensive line is good. Right. Um, and on the defensive line, sure. Like you're either going to see interceptions or um, maybe you see sacks. Or maybe yeah. Or hurries. Yeah. Right. Sure. Pancakes all over the place from the yeah. offensive line. But, uh, but I Connor Hayward, if- Connor Hayward is the answer. Okay. Just and he is. And, and with the number of positions he's playing, I think that is a fair, fair qualification to me. All right. Uh, new questioner. John Eby. Is that what we say it right? Eby? I don't know. Sure. Eby? Yeah. I believe you. John, let us know. DM me. All right. This is for Us. you, Jonesy. Did Michigan's McNamara lose the throne of September Heisman from Kenneth Walker III? Uh, I think this is a great question, and I I'm worried that McNamara lost it to McCarthy, uh, who also had a I mean, do credit where credits due. That was an impressive pass that McCarthy mm-hmm. had. Um, but uh, I I think Kenneth Walker could rush for ten thousand yards. Yeah, I think and, it's likely. And there's they would still find a reason to not give him the Heisman. So I, I don't know. I mean, like w- Michigan state is not in a place in is, as high of hopes as I might have for the season. It's not in a place and uh, where that's going to happen. And Michigan is perpetually in the place where they're ready to declare a Heisman. So um, them and Walter camp. <sighs> yeah. Hate it. All right. Greg, speaking of Michigan, Nick Kamansky is up next. Greg. Who will field a better team this year, Northwestern or Western Michigan? I did not watch the Michigan Western Michigan game, uh, but the outcome looked worse. Uh, well, so, but Western does have Ladarius Jefferson, yeah. who does deserve a he shout looks out. A lot better. I did see that part of the game. Can uh, man can strike a pose? Yeah. Uh, so, uh, I mean, I'm I'm gonna give it to to the go and you. You know, uh, the Wildcats are going to row, row back again. Uh, and, uh, you know, row the boat. I don't know. All right. Next up, J-Rel at J, I'm sorry, at Rel Too True uh, on the on the Twitters. And first time, I think, and maybe saying hi at the tailgate. So that'd be exciting. Come um, J-Rel. Yeah. Uh, J-Rel says, does Peyton Thorne pass for two plus touchdowns next week? And will the defense collect a turnover? Two yes, great questions. Both. Yes, on both. Not only that, yeah. not only is he going to, he's going to pass for four touchdowns next week and the defense is going to collect two turnovers. J. Rell. J. Rell getting happen. into, uh, if you just read, you know, move some things around and add a little drama, getting into Garvert territory here. Like yes, yes, there it is. Just let, for, it, this is a prop bet of the week fra- yeah. phrased in a normal Just, question. J-Rel, <laughs> put these up against one another and give it a little context, and you're giving Garver a, a run for his money. Yeah. Garver, don't worry. I still have your back. I love you, and no one can say anything bad about you. But 
Whatever, I'm looking forward to meeting J-Rel on Saturday. All right. Uh, Jones, this one's from you. This one has to be from you. This is John Hubbard's first question. He asks, does this mean I have to like Connor Hayward? uh, John, yes. I mean, look, Connor has a a complicated history of Michigan State. He did indeed try to leave us. Um, I would suggest you spell his name correctly. (laughs) But... uh, Connor played an impressive game and in moments last season, it is worth remembering in, in given positions to succeed. I look at the Michigan game as a, for instance, Connor was quite successful. I mean, the, the reality is I, I, I don't want to belabor this too much, but Connor Hayward is a terrible running back. He's bad at it, but Connor Hayward can run. He can catch and he can block. Half the reason he ran and played running back was because he could pass block. So guy has a place and they seemingly have found a way to incorporate him in the offense in an effective way. And I'm excited to see what he can do. If he makes me look like a fool this week, I straight up, I'm going to enter wonders hall and do some terrible. I mean, that's why you're here, right? That's That's your bounty on uh, Uh, next up from John (laughs) Hubbard, uh, who asks, and I'll, I'll leave this up for the group because it's no, about one of our old axioms, you know, of college football. Is it right. safe to assume that with their win against Fordham, Nebraska football is back? No. Next question. How come no one on the pod ever says my Twitter <laughs> handle? Because I don't know how to pronounce it. And I always want to say Patronus on the back end. And I know that's not it. You know, that's wrong. You yeah, know that's wrong. Also, John, way to give uh, Scott Frost ideas about like, hey, well, we got Fordham. What do you want? Ah. Yeah, I was I was delighted to find out that Fordham does not have a full number of scholarship players on their team. And then it's like, OK, well, yeah, you're but can they shit. spell their name correctly on their uh, jersey or they're like Indiana? That's I can't wait name. for them to lose to Buffalo and then be one and two heading into Oklahoma, because that's going to mean they're going to be one and three heading into us, which my god that's gonna taste delicious delicious mm. yeah speaking of things that taste delicious first up from ctntc <laughs> where's the tailgate gonna be i've been saving bags of urine for four <laughs> months yeah this was this was originally because of the uh because of the gas shortage i'm sure cta does. Uh, but now yeah. you've got a whole other uh use for them you know yes, you it do. came through for you um maybe we're into this ct you know just microwave those things for us first. yeah i need it to feel fresh fresh from the bladder feeling you know Mm -hmm. uh not too long like 30 seconds too much just 10 to 15 yeah uh this has been trust me he's scientifically tested this and that is the optimal amount of time preferably do it in silicone because that'll give it the realest flavor Mm -hmm. uh next up last week michigan opened its season with a 24 point win away to a conference foe what are your thoughts on false hope weren't they 24 point favorites against somebody too anyway uh that's a great question that's a great uh, question mike jones i so ct and tc you raise a great point and i think we've already kind of addressed it isn't false hope isn't that isn't that jim harbaugh's like twitter handle i'm confused i don't really know (laughs) Who he's talking about when he asks the question? I, I believe, I believe, for in fairness, I believe false hope is a Spartan lifestyle ast- attribute, but Fair. uh, Fairly or that's just what John L's done to my psyche. Well, but I, I think it's fair to say that we've 
there's a lot of reasons to be optimistic about the team, but it is very fair and very real to say Northwestern's big bad, big bad. They're they're they suck, and so but we I'm can still any conclusion. Well, I am, and I still think we had a lot of great looks, and we had a lot of great show. So I'm I'm going to be happy with it. All right, include that in your takes next week. Uh, based on the recent commitments of major now former MSU basketball targets, thank you. Is it time to go back to Clarkston, Greg? Yeah, I do you want to explain the joke? Uh, the joke is that. Uh... Clarkson has has taken it on the chin a little bit from MSU fandom because of the uh, the players that they they've committed. Thomas Gethier and Foster Lawyer. Foster Lawyer. Program. And I'm here for my dose of humble pie. I mean, if I if Amani isn't gonna be here, then Kithier it is forever. Give me eight Kithiers instead. Who's uh, hopefully his camp still makes uh uh you know a a trip up at some point uh just to say hello i would love that if he showed up to a game to support his spartan dogs like Ugh. get out all right next up mr neurotic pants i don't recall msu under d'antonio ever looking this sharp during a first game do you or was that northwestern or was it that northwestern was ill prepared slash rattled kevin grek to you well we've kind of addressed the the second part of that the yeah. the jury's out uh for the first part there have certainly been our d'antonio's share of poor openers but i think he also ripped a couple mac teams at the same time as well I was this say, a Mac team or was this a Big Ten team? Oh, man. Wow. Man, that's the, the Chicago's Big Ten team that you're talking about there. I'm just saying because some teams ripped a Mac team this past week and other teams ripped a Big Ten team. And so I just want to distinguish between the two. Uh, I I will say this. I mean, the team had elements that looked like there weren't any there wasn't any rust to knock off. Right. So uh, I, there were other parts that were very rusty still. So yes. we've got, it's, you know, I don't know. It's not a bad take. I, I don't know. I'm sure we looked good under D'Antonio. I, I'm not failing to recall any, but we've started enough games against shit teams that, yeah, I'm sure we've done well. I, I, I think I look at after the Ohio state game uh, last year, where that's when, uh tucker said compete to play compete to stay and talked about like turning the whole roster over um and i think tucker was a little bit embarrassed because he came from that world of super elite programs and it was a never again will i be embarrassed i might lose but i'm never gonna be the ohio state game monster yes yes um Anyway, next up, uh, new segment, Tucker's Tweets. I like this already. Quote, as a result of my team's lackluster performance in the final 30 seconds of the game, I limited sleep and drinking water. We will strive to score three times as much next week. Hashtag relentless. I don't hate it. That's one way to do it. I don't hate it. I mean, he does love to be relentless, and he is not a huge fan of drinking anything other than water the real question is did he limit his number of stogies smoke hmm? that's where ct and tc comes in you know there it is uh, uh, no water to drink so uh go to the bags and the 
in the trunk of the car. Uh, <laughs> next up from the upper deck jerk guy, which of these is the proper Twitter usage for Kenner Walth- for Kenner Kenneth Ken- Walker lap KWS or K nine? Oh, what's the K-9's what's good. the S for? No one's got it. I mean, uh, it's got to be Kenneth Walker the third. <laughs> sir, Sir Kenneth, Kenneth the third. Uh, yeah. So K nine, I like. Uh, I like KW three though. We'll take that too. Yeah. Uh, Jonesy, what does uh, Plum's mustache feel like when you kiss him? Uh, the only time I've kissed Alex Plum is when he did not have a mustache. So I do True. not know. It's true. However, Upper Deck Jerk Guy, come to uh, the uh, tailgate. Yeah. Uh, you can Saturday, come find uh, out, my man. Come find, find out, my out. man. <laughs> I will tell you, I just uh, texted my boyfriend for a hot take. He hasn't gotten back. So mm. that's all of our so, loss, I think. Y- so you're ready for the Upper Deck Jerk Guy to give him a hot take? I didn't say that, but you did. Okay. All right. Next up is is Tuck still coming or is Tuck here? Both. Tuck came. Tuck came. That was that, who tweeted that because it was great and Me. bad. Next up, Did Mike you guys Jones. See that, that this Tuck coming thing is is going properly mainstream. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Someone National... asked for a someone asked for a uh, uh, a license for it. Uh, well, national pundits are starting to say it, and former trustee members are including it in their sideline tweets, which uh, was... Why is former t- trustee even on the sideline, is my question. There it is. He got used to it over the last eight years, apparently. Yeah. All right, next uh, up is Mike Jones. Righteous indignation. Not our host, but another equally great Mike Jones. What did your menu look like for the games this weekend? Friday night, ordered pizza and breadsticks for the first college football Saturday. I smoked eight pounds of wings. He included a video of this, which he also sent to me and several others. Uh, guys, what was your what was on the menu? What was on the menu for y'all? Uh, alcohol mm. and a lot of it. Yep. Yeah, I had that. I also had some uh, uh, some lovely uh, uh, veggie enchiladas that were made, uh, and that was a good time. Good time had with friends. Over uh, wine and, and margs. And wine, margs, and veggie enchiladas. I love yeah, it. No fun. one's upset. That sounds great. Last but not least, our dear friend Anthony Garvert with the prop bet of the week. TDs from Kenneth Walker next week versus Big Ten wins for MSU this year. Oh, shit. I didn't include the over-under. I believe the over-under is at four and a half. Uh, I'm going to say under for mr walker yeah and over for wins and over for wins all right there we go that sounds uh, right I, I, don't question. Kenneth, I don't think kenneth's gonna get four opportunities uh for touchdowns i mean i, I expect a lot of eli collins that's my guess yeah i think uh kenneth is gonna get his last touch sometime in the second half or in the first half second quarter yeah that's a lot of recovered legs Oh, yeah. and uh, Upper Deck Jerk Guy, a little bit for you. Finally got that text to come through. A little bit rough. Okay. There you go. There we go. Glad That really paid off. All right, guys. <laughs> hey, we are 1-0 and in the Big... We are 1-0 and in the Big Ten, and not every Big Ten team can say that. So, uh, with that, I think... Guys, we're going to be... We're going to be together 
before this time next week. And indeed, I think it's worth saying we're going to release a post-game pod. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and then on Monday next week will be a more conventionally scheduled pod. But um, it's going to be fun. I'm excited. Please join us if you feel so inclined. Um, I will uh, brush my teeth for you. And um, wow. and then I will... Huge then day. I, then I will kiss you on the lips. Deep all upsetting. of them. Deep Are you going to grow a mustache in the intervening Ew. six days? Uh, I am incapable of that. It's a little bit rough that way. A rough. All right. Uh, gentlemen, go green. Oh, Oh. And I know where to find Mark Timi, Mark, and we can yell at him. Ooh, uh, Mark Tima, Mark, we miss you and your questions, uh, Marky. On the way, on the way in. So, all right, go green, fellas, go white, go white, Mike Jones and Alexander Plum. <laughs> I hate you. <laughs>